So I, I only know one story that I've heard about Mother's Day, and I told it before, so if you remember it, you're going to have to hear it again. This is my, the only one I got. But I heard a story one time about this mother, and her daughter came to her, and her daughter asked her, where, where did people come from? And the mother said, well, thousands of years ago, God planted a garden called the Garden of Eden, and he made two, a man and a woman, Adam and Eve, placed them in the garden, and that's where people came from. Well, then she went and asked her father, and she said, she asked her father, where do people come from? And her father said, well, over millions of years, people evolved from animals. So at one time, we all used to be apes and monkeys, and over years, we became human. Well, her, her daughter was all confused. She went back to her mother and said, I don't understand. You told me that people came from Adam and Eve, and created by God, and my father told me that we all came from apes and monkeys. Now I'm confused. The mother said, don't be confused at all. I told you about my side of the family, and your father told you about his side of the family. <laughs> Look, nobody remembered that I said that before. So I have a message today for, um, for Mother's Day. And see, many people have a wrong image of the role that the Bible gives women. A lot of people seem to have an idea in, within the church that women in the Bible were just there to support the men, that the men were the real champions and the women were just around to, to cook some good dinners and make them look good. But that is a totally wrong, upside-down picture of the role of women. See, last Mother's Day, I spoke from Proverbs 31, and it described a, a woman of God as virtuous, capable, energetic, and strong, wise, industrious, skilled, productive, and a prudent businesswoman. And as I was looking through the scriptures, I found three different characters, three different women in the Bible that remind me of, of a lot of the women of God that I know today. So I'm going to go through them. And the first one was Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, you might see paintings of Mary and she's sitting there looking all sweet and passive. She's got this halo over her head, and she's just staring up into heaven. You see, she might appear that way, but Mary was one tough mother. She was blessed and highly favored, but she was given a tough assignment. Even the, the word came to her from the angel that a sword will pierce your heart. And see, Mary was not perfect and sinless like a lot of people seem to believe, that she was somehow otherworldly, that she didn't suffer the way that other women did. But Mary had faults. She was imperfect. Just like, just, like, just like everyone, and some of the husbands here, you should thank God that your wives have faults because they would have found somebody better. <laughs> but see, Mary, she was willing to stand up to gossip and rejection because of the virgin birth. She put her role as mother, as mother above her feelings, above her reputation, and she was about 15 years old. See, even, even as a young mother, that's maturity. When, when you can put your feelings aside, and you can put, you could put your children first and say, I'm not going to care what anyone thinks about me. I don't care what my reputation is. 
I don't care if I feel like being a mother today. I don't care if I feel like waking up in the morning to, to pick up a crying baby. Uh, she was mature at a young age, and she made a determination as a strong woman of God that she was going to do whatever it took to raise the child that God had given her. Do you know that she, wrote, she was nine months pregnant, and she rode 80 miles on a donkey to Bethlehem and gave birth in a manger? That, that's one tough mother, right? The devil used the King Herod at that time to try to kill the baby Jesus he was a, when he was a toddler. And she ran to Egypt to hide him. You see, she said to the devil, you can't have my son. She fought for her son. She, said, she determined that she was going to stand up, that she would put herself between the devil and her children. And I know so many of you who have done the same thing. Many of you, you've had a fight for your kids. It hasn't been easy. Sometimes, like Mary, you've had to hide your kids from things going on in the neighborhood, sometimes from things going on in the family. You've had to be their protector. You've had to cover them. See, many, many of the mothers here today, you've chased off the devils who've come after your child. That's what, that's what a mighty woman of God does. How, how many Holy Spirit-filled devil-chasing moms we got here? Holler if you hear me. We, we don't got no wimpy moms in this place with, with halos over their head. Oh, I'm so weak. I can't do it. We got mighty warrior women in this church. You see, I, I've known mighty women of God who have stood, uh, stood up for their kids. They faced injustice. They stood up against bullies, drug dealers, gang members. I, I've seen mothers stand up for their kids who were denied educational benefits, and they said, I'm taking a stand against the whole educational system. I, I've seen mothers stand up for their kids against doctors who, when they were denied treatment or given a wrong diagnosis. They took a stand. You see, as Lee was saying last week in, in the message she preached with Josh, the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit is not only for church. It's not only to preach better sermons, to pray better for people, but the Holy Spirit of God will rise up in you when you got to face an impossible situation, when you got to face something that seems tougher than you. See, Mary, she went all the way to the foot of the cross. All the men ran away. When they came to arrest Jesus, all Jesus, all the apostles, all the disciples, all those men, they got up and they ran. But not Mary. She was a tough mother. She stood her ground. She said, whatever happens to my son, I'm going to be there right with him to the end. And, and see, we, we have some tough mothers in this church, and I'm going, I want to honor a few. So there's one woman especially that reminded me of Mary. So I'm going to ask Jackie's going to come up and help me present the first One Tough Mother Award. God bless you all. Happy Mother's Day to all of you that are celebrating and for those of you that are remembering a mom that left too soon or a baby that hasn't come yet, I thank God that he is faithful and I trust that he will answer the desires of your heart. So, one tough mother. I guess I'll just put this here. No, I'm only kidding. Um, so I was asked to speak about this tough mother and as Pastor Gary was talking about a devil chasing mom, and he's seen moms just fight the devil. 
I've seen this mom give a flying high kick to a door in anger because she didn't know where her daughter was one day. I've seen this mom with one stare tell about 30 people in her house to stop talking because she couldn't stand the noise that was going on. I've seen this mom look at her children and make them immediately change their behavior from wild, crazy, childish play to the most humble, hands folded, on the couch, smiling children. I've seen this mom cry. I've seen her laugh. I've seen her mentor, and I've seen her hug others in need, while she was also in need. I've heard her say, I won't allow my children around certain people, even if they are related to me, because that's not good for my kids. I've seen her say, I've heard her say, I'm not going to give up because that's my calling and that's my ministry. I've heard her say, no matter what he does, he's my husband and I'm going to stand by him. I've heard her say, I don't know where that's going to come from, but I trust God. And that tough mother is my sister and one of my very best friends, Alice. I've asked her many times, many times we've talked. And I know that she's not just a true friend, but she's a true prayer warrior. She's prayed for me. She's interceded for me on many, many occasions. And I know that when I've said to her, Alice, this is between me, you, and God, it has remained there. And I thank God for that. And that's why I have to stay being her friend now, because she knows too much. <laughs> but, you know, I thought about all that I could say about Alice. And then I thought, no, there are other people that can say this better. So... Dear mom, where do I begin? As a family, we've been through so much, but through it all, I learned one thing, and that's how to stay strong. Not too long ago, mom, I remember coming to you and sharing my heart, which was the safest I felt within those last, these past few months. Through the hurt and through my darkest time, you told me to stop trying on my own, to look for God, and mom, that's what I needed. The times we were hurt as a family, and I saw how it weighed on us all, I watched you keep us, keep us very cool. Not only do you make us stronger when we feel weak, but you push, to shoot, push us to shoot for our goals. We three have given you a hard time, but you made sure we always had a plan for our lives. The one thing you never let us do is give up, and that's the one thing I'll never do. My dear old mom, I would love to say thank you for everything. Thank you for praying for me when I felt like there was nothing left. Thank you for being faithful to God, for continuously showing us how to keep our head up high when we feel slow, so low. Thank you for giving us all your all when you were hurting. And lastly, thank you for being you no matter the situation. Thank you for your cooking. Love, Justin. Mom, I'm thankful for all the nights that you spent praying for us. Although you won't tell us how many nights you stayed up praying for your family, we always saw God's hand in every situation we went through as a family. Thank you for being the prayer warrior for our family. I love you so much, CJ. And this last quote is one tough mother. Tough mother is an understatement for the kind of mom you are. However, behind your toughness, there's an insane amount of love. There were many times I put your tough love to the test and never once did I fail in your eyes. No matter how many mistakes I made throughout my teen years, your tough character kept our family together. It is because of your tough love and tough to hear words that I am the woman and mom that I am today. My only desire is not to simply be like you, mom, but to remain as tough as you, as you have done, and to continue with the daily responsibility of being a mother and a wife. I love you, mom, Kalina. And Alice. You're certified one tough mother. The next tough mother in the Bible that I want to emphasize is in Matthew chapter 15, 
and we don't even know her name. It just says the Syrophoenician woman, which meant that she was not an Israelite. She was not Jewish. So I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Also, before I read, I just want to let you know that a crying baby in this church doesn't bother not one of us. That you need to have your kids in this place. Verse 21, then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. See, this woman, she came to have her need met. Her daughter had a demon after her in her body. And when she came there, it said she was ignored. See, many people would give up already. I'm here to stand up for my child, but you don't want to talk to me? Goodbye. Most of the men I know, they would have got insulted and walked away. But, but not the mothers I know. You could ignore them. Then the next thing, they told her, get lost, you're bothering us. But this woman loved her child so much, she said, you could tell me to get lost. You could tell me I don't belong here. You could ignore me, but I'm not leaving until I get what I came for. Then she was told that she was the wrong nationality. I, Jesus said, I only came for the lost sheep of Israel because the first time he came, that was his mission. So she was told, you can't have what you need because you're the, wrong, you're the wrong race. You're not from the right people group. You're not going to get what you asked for. And do you know that she, she still stood her ground? You know, that's what a tough woman of God does. You can't push him away. When, when a woman of God is on a mission for their child, I don't want to be in between them and, and the person who has to meet the need. How many of you men would be willing to stand in the way of a woman going after meeting her child's need, getting her child healed? See, she refused to get offended even when Jesus called her a dog. He said, I can't take what belongs to God's children and give it to a dog. And do you know what she did next? She got on the ground and she began to pray. She began to worship. And she, I'm not leaving here until I get what I came for. I've seen Many a Sunday, I've seen mothers laid out at this altar on their knees crying out for their child, saying, God, I'm not going to get out of this place. I'm not going to stand up until you bless my family. See, sometimes that's even what humility is. That's what meekness is. It's realizing that with God I could do nothing, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to keep on seeking. I'm going to keep knocking on the door. See, we, we got some real praying mothers in this place who will keep going after God. And when you don't see the answer, they keep on believing. 
I know because week after week they'll come to me. Don't forget, don't forget to pray for my daughter. Maybe it's been five years, nothing happened, but I'm still believing. See, there are mothers who will persevere, who will keep going, knock down any door that stands in the way. You could hurt them, you can insult them, you could ignore them, but you can't stop them. And, there, and there's a woman here in this church that really fits the bill. So Pastor Melissa is going to come and help me present the next Tough Mother Award. Let's have a big hand for Pastor Melissa as she comes. Often Im imitated, never duplicated. Well, this, ne this next woman is truly one tough mother. And when she tells me to do something or suggests something, I do it. Okay. So this morning, I'm honored to talk about a woman who is not just a special woman, but superwoman. This fun and adventurous lady can get done in a few hours what most women can't get done in a week. She is hardworking, selfless loving, and has one of the most giving hearts I have ever met. Her husband loves her passion for people, and he adores her. But I got to say, sometimes he looks a little frazzled just trying to keep up with her. Why? Because she worries about everyone and everything before she even considers herself. This remarkable woman never wants anyone to feel left alone. She loves to feed people, host people, and make all feel welcomed. In fact, while many and most of us are still sleeping on Sunday morning, she's awake early. Why? Because she's making sure that there's coffee and treats in case anyone didn't have breakfast. So this morning, I'm talking, many of you already know our own, and I don't even know where she is, Sandy Rosa. Oh, she's in the back, ushering. <laughs> All right. Come on up. <laughs> well, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> See, that's the kind of mom that Sandy is. You're not even done yet. I got a lot to go. And she's like, okay, what do you need? She's just there. Well, for many of you who don't know her, Sandy is mom to Jennifer, Ricky, Portia, and now has eight grandchildren. Recently, while discussing the challenges of ra raising children, very recently, she looked me in the eye and she said, my children know the line and they know not to cross it, right? They know not to mess with me. She loves her kids and there's no limit to how she loves them, but don't cross that line or else you might find yourself up against the wall, toes dangling. Sandy is a mom who knows how to encourage and help, but she'll never enable. Well, except for the little ones that call her mama, her grandchildren. Sandy's a fighter. She's fought for her family, her children, and even many of us. No matter how tired she is, she's willing to sacrifice it all for others. Jennifer even reminded me of the time that she hosted Thanksgiving dinner, and she was sick. And she had invited a lot of people over who didn't have a home to go to. And she cooked that dinner, and she served it, and she cleaned. And she ended up in the hospital a few days later. But she still did it. Why? Because she's a true servant, and she's one tough mother. And what the word refers to as a servant, one of the greatest in God's kingdom. So, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you for being one tough mom who never gives up, not only with your kids and grandchildren, but also for all of us. 
Thank you for relentlessly pouring into the children of TSF for the past nine years, for willingly planning and shopping and cooking for every picnic, special event, men's breakfast, for my personal birthday sometimes. Thank you for the incredible bargain hunter that she is. If you need a bargain, come find Sandy. And mostly for loving so many of us so specially and individually. You are one powerful, tough mom. And today we join your children and we honor you. Here is your um, certified tough mother certificate. <laughs> Did I say something? <laughs> okay, well, I have one last mother from the Bible that I'm going to speak about. And she's in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 16, verse 1. Now, there in Genesis speaks about a man named Abraham. And God had promised Abraham that he would have a son through his wife Sarah, specifically. And see, Abraham was old. He was past the years. And his wife was past childbearing years. So it would take a miracle. It would be impossible. And years had gone by and no, still no child. So I'm going to read from Genesis 16, verse 1. It says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. See, Sarai had a plan for Abraham to marry Hagar, her mate, and have a child with her. She said, Well, God is too slow. We're not going to wait for God. I got a better plan. You see, my maid, Hagar, you take her for your wife, because back then you could have two wives. Not in the New Testament, because it says in the New Testament a man cannot serve two masters. But in the Old Testament... <laughs> but but in, the, in the Old Testament, sometimes somebody would have more than one wife. So Sarai said, I'm tired of waiting for God. I'm going to come up with a better plan. You take my, my servant, the maid, Hagar, you marry her and have a child instead. And you know what Abraham said? Okay. How many of you thought that plan was a good idea? Go ahead. How did it work for Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these guys? Sound like a dumb idea to me. That's what happens sometimes when you don't wait on the Lord and you come up with your own ideas. But this one wasn't too brilliant. Verse 5. So, so what happened was Hagar had, became pregnant and it became contentions between her and Sarah, Abram's wife. So I'm going to read from verse 5. Sarah told Abram, it's all your fault that I'm suffering this abuse. Now, who could explain that to me? Sarah told Abram, you go, you have a child with my maid. Then when it didn't work out, she said, it's all your fault. I know it's Mother's Day, but I'm still trying to figure that one out because it still happens to this day. How many men can attest to that? Your wife comes up with a bad idea and it's all your fault. Just Not one brave man in this whole place. I can't believe it. I put my maid in bed with you and the minute she knows she's pregnant, she treats me like I'm nothing. May God decide which of us is right. It's all your fault that I'm suffering this abuse. Verse 6, your servant is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. 
that Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. And the angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. The angel met Hagar and promised he would protect her and bless her and her son. See, here she was. That's pretty tough. A single mother pregnant out in the desert all alone. This isn't no Disney movie when all the wolves and the hyenas start dancing and singing together. She was out in the middle of the desert with the wild animals where the robbers were. But she came to a point that we all come to when your own toughness isn't enough. And God came to her and met her right there in the desert place when she couldn't take another step. Because, you know, I don't care how strong you are. There are days and times when your own strength will fail you. And right there in the desert, God met her and said, I will bless you. I will, you will have a child and he will be blessed and I'll protect you and I will be with you. And she named God. She said, you are the God who sees. You see, that's for all the mothers today. It doesn't mean that you're not tough. It doesn't mean that you're not a strong woman because you're facing insurmountable situations and all of a sudden, Maybe you woke up worried. You woke up without strength one day. And I want you to know that there's a God who sees you. You are not alone. See, there's a lot of women even today, single mothers, who have been abandoned, abused, hurt, and ridiculed. And for all of you single mothers here today, I want you to know that God personally sees you. He walks with you. He has been carrying you and holding you. Sometimes you can't be tough. Sometimes you've got to be hidden in the Lord. Sometimes you've got to come in that secret hiding place and let God fight for you. And see, we have many single mothers here in this church who have, who have fought the good fight, have endured, have won, run the race against all odds. But I want to highlight one right now. So I'm going to ask Justice to come up to help me with give out our next award. Um. Being a single mom isn't easy. Um, I have two siblings, and throughout my whole life, I just had my mom with me. I'm sorry. Um, there was, it's hard having one income, you know? Um, and to supply for um, two of my siblings and me, it's, it's hard. Um, sometimes we didn't have food, and my mom, she would just like make food with like the cans that we had, and, you know? And some, some days she wouldn't even eat. And I didn't know at the time, and I was just like, why are you like, not eating? Um, but now I know that you know, she was just doing it for us. Um, I'm sorry. Um, my mom is very hardworking. No. Um, there was times where, um, we didn't have no money, and she would just like always stay calm, and she would pray about it, and she would be like, it's okay. Um, about three years ago, we lost our apartment, and it was hard for us, you know? I remember I didn't have that much clothes to wear, and, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
we found this, we got this place in Brooklyn and it was a really nice place, but at the time I didn't really grab that it was a nice place. I was just so like caught up in like, wow, we don't have our apartment anymore. It was like, um, but my mom, she always kept me calm, you know? She had to stay strong for us. She, I know that she was hurting and that she was scared, but she just had to, you know, be strong for us so that we wouldn't panic, so that we wouldn't get scared. Um, my mom is my role model. Being a single mom, it, it isn't easy. It isn't easy for her, and I know, and I know that I give her a hard time sometimes, but. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, she, she's always been there for me. She was there when I, um, when I needed help, when I needed a shoulder to cry on. She was there for me when um, I was sick. She was my doctor. Um, my mom, she, She's just great, you know? I remember, um, yeah. So my, if you don't know my mom, she's the loud lady that always says preacher, pastor. Um, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus did this. So we present Jessica the award today. One tough mother right here. So, but I know that every mother in here, you, you, you've been through battles, you've been through wars. So we provided every one of you a certificate right in your bullet and just take it out. And I'm going to ask all the mothers to stand and come up here because we, we want to pray for you. So let's have all the mothers, not only if you're a biological mother, if you work with the youth, if you're a public school teacher, you work in a, in a nursery school. You work with the youth. God doesn't say only honor biological mothers. Okay, well, I searched out the church and I found the, the one mother with the most kids. And she, and she came up here. She's just, we're just going to take a minute to honor you. We're going to honor you. Ready? Tell everybody your name. Hi, my name is Leo Bam. That's the baby. There is no love like a mother's love, no stronger bond on earth like the precious bond that comes from God to a mother when she gives birth. A mother's love is forever strong, never changing for all time. And when her children need her most, a mother's love will shine. God bless these special mothers. God bless them, everyone, for all the tears and heartaches and, and for the special work they've done. When her days on earth are over, a mother's love lives on through many generations with God's blessing on each one. Be thankful for our mothers, for they love with higher love from the power God has given and the strength from up above. You knew me in my mother's womb, spoke my name before time. 
You placed me in my mother's arms, knowing I would be fine. She saw my first steps. She heard my first word. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. As I grew, she taught me to follow you, showed me how to love the way you do. Every time I fell, she was there to pick me up. She held me close, and then she let me go. Bless the one who gave me life. Bless the one who held me in her arms. Bless the one who told me that Jesus loves me so. You have heard her prayers. You have seen her tears. We rise and call her blessed. Her faith lives on in us. We are walking miracles because she followed you. Bless the one who gave me life. Bless the one who held me in her arms. Bless the one who told me that Jesus loves me so. You have heard her prayers. You have seen her tears. We rise and call her blessed. Those poems were not just for me, but those poems were for every mother represented in here. I don't care what kind of mother you've been. I don't care how many mistakes you've made. I don't care how many times you've doubted yourself as a mother. You are blessed of God. God filled your womb and gave you babies because he knew that he could entrust you to raise young men and women that would grow up to love Jesus. So may the grace of God be over you. Let the glory of his countenance continue to shine upon you. And just for a moment, I just want to sing over you. You could just play a little bit. I just want to sing over you and release a blessing and the grace of God to you as a mother. To those of you who are filled with babies in your womb, the Lord is going to use you to raise up a mighty man, a mighty woman of God. For those of you who are waiting on the promise of God, for your life and are desiring a child, I believe that the Lord is going to release that blessing to you. And I hope that every single one of you knows how absolutely special you are to this house. And we thank you so much for being good mothers, not perfect mothers, but good mothers. We appreciate you and we love you so much.
May the glory of your grace continue to shine and provide in ways that will blow their mind in your precious name. Worship team, please come up right now. The Lord knows your situation today. You have come here with a broken heart. Some, some people here, maybe you've gotten a breakthrough and you're rejoicing, but there's a lot of people in here with a broken heart today. Personally, this is my first Mother's Day without my mom here on earth. It's definitely a lot for me to work through personally. But God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows if you're the mom that's hoping and praying that your loved one, that your son or daughter is going to come back to Jesus or maybe come for the first time and get saved. God knows if you're the mom that's believing for your mom to get saved, for your, for your family, you're believing for revival. The Lord knows that brokenness that you're feeling, that you feel lonely today. You want to celebrate, but your kids are not here today. Your mom is not here today. What is that heaviness? What is that brokenness that you came here with today? So Holy Spirit, I ask you to touch every single mother in this place, every daughter in this place that's believing for their mommy to come to know you, that's believing for their children to come to know you as Lord and Savior today. And I just want to invite you, if you're here today and you don't usually go to church and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, right now we invite you, your mom has been praying for you, your grandmother has been praying for you for many years, crying out for you. And I encourage you, I urge you, today is your day to give your heart to Jesus. You have no more time to waste. You don't know what's going to happen to you when you leave this place. You don't know what's going to happen tonight. You have no idea what the future holds. And if you've been running from Jesus, if you haven't been giving God your all, now is the time to give Jesus your heart. Can you hear the cries of your mother weeping over you, your grandmother saying, Jesus, please turn her heart back to you, Jesus. Can you hear the cry of your mother's heart? And so right now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if he's not your all, your best friend, you're everything, more than just coming to church, even if you come here every Sunday, but you don't truly have a relationship with Jesus. Right now, tell Jesus, I'm sorry. Just repeat with me or say it in your own words. Lord, I'm sorry. I give you my heart. You long for my heart. And I give it to you today. Be my Lord. Wash me cleanse me just in your it's about your heart it's not as much about the words as it's about the position of your heart right now there are people that are getting saved there are people that are going to know that they know that they're going to go to heaven if they die today you're going to know that you're going to heaven because jesus the almighty god is invading your being right now thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Be the Lord of our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And so, God, I pray for every broken heart right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray healing, healing over your broken heart. I see God going deep into those aching places right now, into those wounded places. And Jesus is bringing healing right now. There's a huge movement going on in the spirit realm. The Holy Spirit is removing all the wounds. He's bringing healing like oil. He's just pouring it over you. Healing oil is pouring into you right now. There are so many broken hearts here. Let Jesus touch you. Let the Holy Spirit comfort you right now. In the name of Jesus. 
Maybe you lost your mother. Let Jesus be your everything. Let God be your mother today. He is the the El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. He is everything that we need. He is more than enough, and he is more than enough for you. Maybe you lost a sister, whatever that is, that you feel that brokenness in your heart today. Let Jesus flood that place with himself. Holy Spirit, touch every person here, every mother here. And I see Jesus going up to every mother at the altar right now, and he's saying, I honor you. Jesus is honoring you. You are such an amazing woman of God. You are blessed and highly favored. And I bless you where your mother wasn't there for you. I bless you right now. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit as God is your mother. He's he's blessing you right now. And he's saying through me, I bless you. I bless you as your mother. I bless you where you didn't have a godly example growing up. I bless you right now. I love you. I love you and I'm sorry I wasn't there for you, but I love you. Forgive me. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Amen. I was speaking about the Syrophoenician woman. She needed healing for her daughter. She was ignored, turned away, called names, and she got desperate, and she fell down and began to worship God. See, there's something about a worshiping mother that God can't turn his head away. You attract the face, the love, and the attention of the Almighty God. So whatever you have need of today as a mother, for all the men out there, God is no respecter of persons. It could be Mother's Day, and God is blessing the socks off the fathers. Can we just close right now? Can we we follow the example of that woman who got desperate? And when she began to worship, she didn't care if she was crying, she didn't care if she was falling on the floor. All she knew is my child needs a miracle. We're going to close right now in worship. And when Jesus heard her worship, it says at that moment the daughter was healed. He said, I've never seen faith like this before. Let's just close.